Alleluia. Alleluia. No, hang on. Okay. Stuck on the chair. There we go. I'm all right now. Hello and welcome to Game the System Podcast, episode 67, a podcast about the people that play retro, arcade, modern pinball, and everything in between. It's Friday the 4th of December 2020, and my name is Mark Bell. My name's John. My name's Matt. How are we men? Okay. I just butted the microphone a bit there. Excellent. It's probably going to be like a... A boof. A boof, yeah. Yeah, a boof. Sorry. That happens. Uh, yeah, so how are we? Did I ask that question? Okay. Right. I'm good. Yes. Okay, great. Excellent. I'm better than okay. You're better than okay? Yeah, I'm good. Holy crap. <laughs> you know what year you're in? Ah, uh, good point. <laughs> uh, but that's fine. Maybe it's I've good just to know people are happy. To, to Matt's whole, like, um, reasoning behind just saying being okay. <laughs> right. Just yep. an automatic response. Mm-hmm. Not even authentic. Okay yeah. plus. <laughs> Says Baker Snark MDW. No, Bingo Snork MDW. Okay, he's bringing out his alt accounts on the Discord channel, <laughs> which is going to get very confusing. Okay plus gold. Um, yeah, it's been a while since we recorded last. I think mm-hmm. I was looking through my notes previously... Well, I was looking through my notes previously, and I think I saw the last time we recorded was August. Wow. Yeah. So, time's gone away. Although, I have to say, when we recorded last, it took a long time for us to get a podcast out. So, it probably doesn't feel like that long for the readers. Right. Yes. Um, So, it hasn't been out that long, yeah. hmm. But we're here. Mm-hmm. We we made it. Yep. Yes. <laughs> um, I think first off, I would like to hear a story that doesn't involve games. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, do we have a a story that's happening in our lives that doesn't involve games? I can start off. Okay. Um. So you know how we're in summer at the moment. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And it's getting a little bit warm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, So when we moved into our house about five years ago, uh, it was the first house that we'd ever lived in that had air conditioning. Oh. And air conditioning is really, really nice. It is nice. It's a bit of a life changer. Mm. Um, But the thing was that... Uh, an extension was put on the back of the house, I think, after they installed this air conditioning, which was ducted. And so it was never quite powerful enough to reach all the rooms in the house. Right. So for a long time, we were talking about um, seeing if we could, I don't know, put something in that would help getting air conditioning to the bedrooms in particular, because, you know, sleeping while it's cool is nice. Yeah. Sweaty sleeping, not so No, good. Not, not good. Yeah. No. Um, I was going to go down a different path there, but I won't. 
<laughs> but no, it's not good. And um, so we finally bit the bullet and talked to someone who uh, could potentially solve our problem and they recommended installing a larger air conditioning unit, which makes sense. Right. Um, so that was scheduled to happen whilst I was working from home and, you know, in various meetings whilst they're drilling through um, wood beams in the roof and all that kind of stuff. That was fun. But anyway, they got it installed. They left. We had a hot day. We turned it on. And my God, <laughs> it is so much different. It's, it is absolutely incredible. <laughs> it is so much cooler. Um, and, and the reason why I brought it up, which kind of... It's, it's a life thing, but it links to games. Um, when, the, when the guys turned up, they said, so, you know, you've got these vents all around the house, etc. Is there anywhere else you would like a vent? And the thing that popped into my head immediately, you know, I'd really like a vent in my game room, <laughs> in the arcade. And they said, yep, not a problem. So they awesome. installed a vent in my arcade, and it is absolutely incredible. Wow. The first time they turned it on, um, it was so powerful that <laughs> things blew off the shelf <laughs> in the arcade and just scattered all over the floor. Um, so, yeah, it, it's really, really awesome because uh, on really hot days, I couldn't go into the game room because I'd just be covered in sweat. I couldn't play anything. Mm. But now it's just beautiful. It is absolutely amazing. <clears throat> Some of the best money we've ever spent. <laughs> and it was a lot. <laughs> so your game room's a garage, right? Well, yep. it was a garage. Yep. Um, Still is. Is there... Because a lot of garages... Well, mine, for example. You've got the roller door and it mm -hmm. rolls up to the top. Mm -hmm. And there's quite a big gap between, like, where that roller door sits. Like, probably, what... 10 centimetre gap or something or 15 centimetre gap like that's open to the air uh, you, you mean where it comes down oh you mean up the top like at the top yeah, yeah 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 I've got some because it's got to allow for like when as the door rolls up the diameter is yep. going to expand like as it rolls up yep so there's got to be space there oh. yeah what I do is roll up some insulation foily type stuff I don't know what it's oh, called oh okay yep and just shove it in that gap oh okay yeah well, so I mean, you rarely open your door right that's correct yeah. yeah right I only ever open that door when I've got a game leaving or a game coming <laughs> and I always forget that insulation is there so yep. it always just jams every time yeah flies up in oh, the air or whatever over. but okay. yeah I was just wondering if the, the air conditioning guys like addressed that or if they just put it in and no, they were fine. We're just putting it in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's so powerful that uh, even if there was such a huge gap, you could stand under it and it feel matter. very happy. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah. Cool. It was... Uh, I'm very happy. Hmm. Awesome. What about you guys? And I notice in the chat that people are saying that's not really a non-game story. Because <laughs> it did relate to games in the end. Yeah. But what about yourselves? That's true. I'm yeah, looking at you, yeah, Matt. Yeah, I know. Well, I told you my washing machine story in the car on the way here. You did. 
and it was a great story. It's a great story. I didn't get to hear. But now it's been machines. told. Yeah, it's been told. And will this will it be as good the second time? Probably not. Maybe it'll be better. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us your washing machine story. <laughs> um, I won't look at you because then that'll make it awkward. Because I know how it ends. You know how it ends. I don't know <laughs> where to start. Actually, I don't. It never really ended. Did anyway, it? keep going. No. Well, there could be more. I mean, where it, so, I mean, where I'll probably start it is my washing machine broke a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. That's where all good stories start. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm just determined to fix it myself. Oh wow! And really? Well, the, the part of the reason. <laughs> it makes it awkward. <laughs> part of the reason is because, um, even though it's under warranty, the guy the guy it's we got under it from warranty, and you're still going to try and fix it yourself. <laughs> guy we got it from is so dodgy. I do not believe we that would be beneficial. Mm. So when we got this machine, which was mm, six-ish months ago, or maybe less, I didn't want to get a new machine, like a second-hand one, because they're just thrown out all the time. You always see them at the side of the road, and surely half of those work. (laughs) (laughs) Ranwick. CRTs and washing machines. Yeah. (laughs) And so actually the first time, like when decided to get a newer machine or a different machine... Uh, just to, I'm going to interrupt your story. It reminds me of a Facebook group that I saw recently yeah. called Curbside Bounty. Nice. I think my sister was recommending this group to me the other day. <laughs> it must be a new group because I've never seen it before. But and just people take pictures of stuff that's at the side oh. of the road and say, Here, here's where this is. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, sorry. Continue. <clears throat> so I had a really old machine top loader. It's just ancient Hoover thing, which wasn't really very good. That brand doesn't function. even exist anymore, does it? I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know, but it, it just took shitloads of water and, you know, forever to do a wash. The whole cycle was yeah. very long and it didn't empty out very fast. So there's like always water at the bottom. So we do like oh. two spins to make it go. Anyway, just got rid of that. And, well, didn't get rid of it. We picked up one off the side of the road thinking... As you do. As you do. Because <laughs> whenever you see at the side of the road, like there's a washing machine and a fridge and a, something else from a kitchen, you figure they didn't throw it out because it's broken. They threw it out because they're moving or replaced the kitchen. You are mm-hmm. experienced at this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just rolled one inside and with the intent of like just swapping the machine that I had you know but it didn't work (laughs) or it it works except the whole cycle goes except the pump that empties the the tub didn't work like that did nothing right Hmm. and you can get around it by like just lowering the hose below the tub which siphons the water out Ah. so you could go you know you could you could do a wash if you were like sitting there beside the machine and (laughs) moving the hose all the time at that point, should you just be washing your own clothes in the sink? <laughs> nah. Maybe not. No, still better. Mm. But it was the exact... I, I was still keen on it because it was the kind of machine I wanted. It was no computer. It's all electromechanical. So I figured anything that can go wrong with it, I can fix. Hmm. So I didn't get rid of the machine, the broken machine. I just put it aside thinking, I'm going to fix it one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, 
like me and my partner, we just wanted a new machine anyway that worked. And we ended up going to a secondhand white goods appliance shop. Always a good move. Yeah. And um, the place we ended up was with, I don't know, the guy, the salesman there, <laughs> his name's Jerry. And he's exactly how it sounds, a white goods secondhand appliance <laughs> salesman. And he was, he's this Greek guy. And, you know, he's, like, very friendly. And this was the height of the pandemic. And he's, like, there, like, touching us and shaking our hands. <laughs> and, you know, he's showing us all around the shop. Oh, this machine's got this and this and this. And while we're there, like, we saw this Bosch machine. And the partner's like, oh, Bosch, it's a good brand, right? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's a good machine. All this. You know, you can get this one. And we paid cash for it, which you have to at this yeah. kind of place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while we're, while we're kind of getting it, he, say, he started saying things like, yeah, is this machine, or if I've, you know, I've got to do some work on it, you know, this one, or like if I had something better, I'll get that as well. And I'm like, well, you know, like the Bosch one. And on the receipt, when he, he gave us, it said Bosch or better. Bosch or better. Or better, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's like, maybe try not to give us that machine. That's weird. But why wouldn't he want to sell that machine to you? Because it it's like the prized machine at the store. Oh, so he this tries to he bring people everyone. in. Right, yeah. I get it. And then the day he promised to deliver it, did not get delivered because mm. he was still waiting for parts, apparently. And then like a few more days later, still, you know, the, he promised to still not get delivered. Right. <laughs> and... Um, by this time, I'm looking on the Google reviews of the store, <laughs> and it's it's terrible. <laughs> Everything that everyone's saying about him is all, like it's a scam, you know. And d- did not get the machine he wanted, and all this stuff. Hmm. And so yeah, I'm thinking it's because he did not want us to have this machine. <laughs> but to my surprise, eventually on the third scheduled day, he actually did show up with the machine we were looking at in the store. <laughs> How did you know? Did you like wet your finger and put a hair no, on No, well, I don't think he had many the same. Anyway, right. it was the same model. Hmm. Hmm. And we got it upstairs is and it, installed it. Is it possible that like there was something wrong with it and he needed to fix it and maybe it could be that he wasn't sure if he could fix it or... Well, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> but like the possibility of not getting that machine, that, hmm. was, that was there. Hmm. But anyway, I got upstairs and, and installed it and it worked. And I was like, oh, phew, we, just, we got through that. <laughs> and probably it's because he liked us so much. <laughs> and if, if we weren't so friendly and likable, maybe he would have given us a turd. You're friendly and likable. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Except when it broke two weeks ago, I'm like, he put a time bomb in there, didn't he? <laughs> so that when we call him to get it repaired, he's going to take it away, take the Bosch away and give us something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How long have you had it for now? Yeah, like, I don't know, like four months maybe. Something like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I was determined not to call this guy, even though it was broken and he'd probably fix it for nothing. Right. <laughs> so the past two weeks I've like had this washing machine open and like looking at it, trying to figure out how washing machines work. Because <laughs> uh, what was wrong was with this one that it didn't fill up with water. So mm. everything ran, like the, the motor <laughs> ran or whatever, and you can hear stuff, 
Denny DeVito says, in? good lord, buy a new one, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're so simple, aren't they? Because all it is, is not taking water in. The valve isn't opening. Is it stuck? Is there filter problem? There's all these things that they would tell you to fix on the website. Mm-hmm. Is, so is it not, is this one, this one must be computer controlled. It is, yeah. So a little right. disappointing, but it's what we got. But that's where the problem is, because then you're working on, like, PCBs that you have no idea what they... Yeah, you don't know why it's not doing it. Yeah. So I assumed... Even though it's a simple thing. The valve Mm. was just stuck, closed. Ah. Is it? Is it, like, seized? I thought it must be, but maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's a funny machine. It has two valves, actually. It's it's a cold water only... So you don't have a hot water tap, you know, uh, just cold. But it still has two valves because it's got to shoot water into, like, where you've got your detergent. There's two types. Mm. And so sometimes here, sometimes there. So it's two valves. Mm. And I'm like, oh, so surely they're not both broken. Mm. The other problem is looking at the valves and looking at all these YouTube videos about how to fix your washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, on the side of the valve, it's going to say what voltage it is and whether it's AC or DC. And this one had nothing. Ah. But it had three terminals, so I thought surely it's DC because there's a common ground yeah. and they want to run this valve and want to run the other one. Mm. Hmm. And so I've got like nine volt batteries and I'm like pressing them to the terminals and like little plug pack power supplies and trying mm. to get it to do something. And nothing would happen. Bingo Snork says inlet valve solenoid. Yeah, it's a solenoid. It's like a pinball part. This is hmm. another reason why I thought I can fix this. <laughs> I know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've done this before. <laughs> I know Unix. <laughs> and just um, needs a replacement WPC95 board. <laughs> incidentally, on the Bosch website, if you go there, there's like this whole parts picker thingy where oh, they right. show you like explode diagrams of the machine. Oh, wow. And you can, and you can go, oh, this is the part I need. They're all numbered. And with the price, and they can send them to you. <laughs> so I thought, worst case, I'm just going to get this part and swap it and it should work, right? Maybe. Maybe, have yeah. You, have you tried that yet? No, because okay. I just want a <laughs> thing to work. <laughs> and also in the meantime, another stray washing machine showed up out the front of our house. Wait, so hang on. You have two broken washing machines and now you're looking at another a broken third one that, that was just out the front because I'm in a, I'm in a street with like lots of units. Yeah. So there's constantly things being thrown out out the yeah. front. Yeah. So I rolled this one upstairs because you had no working washing machine. <laughs> So does this one work? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if you maybe you can like put them all next to each other and combine their powers. Yeah. Make yeah. A machine that works. Yeah. <laughs> so this one th- fills the water up, the other one does the cycle and then one empties it out. <laughs> so this third one smelled really bad. Excellent. That's the first oh. good place to start. The um the door seal leaks, but not too much not that it's so worrying mm. um, so it's a front loader yeah right I've never had a front loader always top loaders yeah we've got a front loader hmm they're okay but there's one problem where doors have locks because mm. I don't want you to open the door while the machine's running or while it's full good of water. idea yeah is it I don't care about that if I want to flood my laundry let me <laughs> <laughs> you know it's my problem what if, what if I really wanted to open the door? What yeah. if there was, you know, your pet stuck in there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you want to rescue them? Yeah. 
So ultimately, the problem with this machine is we got it to the end of the cycle and the door did not open. Ah. Oh. Now, it opened at the start and luckily we didn't put anything in there to test so it. So the lock didn't release? No. Can you just turn it off at the wall and then will it release? Tried that. So you've got washing in. Maybe that's no, why it smells so bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's been washing stuck in there for months. Well, there was, it was empty when we found it and the mm. door opened when we found it. Mm. But mm. after this test cycle, could not get the door open. And that's the worst thing. Like I can deal with the, the, ex, the, the water pump not working and doing crap with the hose and like, you know, down the machine not feeling, but the door not unlocking is scary because you, how do you get your stuff out? So as that machine's gone. So right. is it still like, have you got your washing out of that machine? We didn't put anything in, just test, just oh. to test it, just water mm. only. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you just put it back out the front of the It's actually right by my front door because I, I feel bad about, because what happened was the, the garbage trucks came and collected all the crap that was out there at mm-hmm. the same time. Right. So I only put things out if there's other stuff there. Hopefully someone's called the tip to get the... I see. Randwick has like calling pickups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, it'd be really funny if you have like um, really uh, sticky beak neighbors who are watching you and like the guy's like telling his wife like, hey, there's a third washing hey, machine Grace, now. <laughs> he's got another one. <laughs> <laughs> How many washing machines do they have? I haven't seen any what is come he doing? out. <laughs> How much washing does he have? <laughs> Um, yeah, and so between three machines, there should be enough parts to fix one machine. <laughs> uh-huh. Really. And, you know, well, anyway, so I went back to the Bosch and like, okay, I'm going to troubleshoot this. And worst case scenario, um, I can just take the water hose, you pull out the detergent drawer, just take the water hose and shove it in the front there and turn on the tap when I want to put water in the tub. Mm. And I can have the lid open, stick a multimeter on the... the <laughs> the valve mm. to know when it wants to put water in there and just mm. turn on the hose when it wants water <laughs> and turn it off when there's no power <laughs> but the problem was my multimeter wasn't reading any voltage uh. like on the thing yeah and so maybe it, that's it, the problem maybe it's like not sending a signal to the well I thought maybe because I noticed the hose shuts a bit like when it, when it wants to put water in it just like shakes and stops so mm. I thought maybe it's like t- it's just tapping it mm. too fast for the multimeter Mm. So I got my oscilloscope out. <laughs> <laughs> I test it with that. And as soon as I touched the, the scope probe to the, the thing, it just went wild, like really tall ah. waveform. Okay. And um, I'm like, I have done, done this wrong. Like I've, I've put the ground lead on, but sometimes you do things with scopes and they mm. do wild. I don't really know how an oscilloscope works. So what does that mean? Um, usually it means you've done something wrong. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, right. But, you know, like I mess with it a bit and I'm like, no, it looks right. It's just hundreds of volts mm. and it's doing this. So it's an AC. After all, it's not DC mm. valve. It's an AC thingy and mm. it's taking mains power. Hmm. Mm. It's like, okay. Did you try adjusting the waveform? Denny DeVito suggests. No. On the scope? Yeah. I mean, I had to, I, I had to change it to like 10 times attenuation. To, to get it to actually give me a value. Right. But, you okay. know, that happens. Because hmm. it was so high voltage. And 
Yeah, so I did a test wash anyway. <laughs> with, the, with the hose in the front of the machine, loosely, <laughs> like doing the thing I'm explaining. Uh-huh. And it got through the cycle. And then I'm like, well, okay, if it's two valves anyway, one of them must work. I can, I can probably like flip the thing over, the connector over, and just run the second valve instead of the first one. Or just something, I don't know, whatever. But anyway, I just put it back together mm-hmm. and turned on the machine. Mm-hmm. And water came through, and it's just, it just started working. <laughs> what? Yeah, it just worked by itself. All I'd done was take it apart and put it back together. Well, that can sometimes work. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So after all that, probably the fix was the connector was loose. Maybe. Cool. Could have been that. Or the second thing could be that the act of me shoving water in the front, there's, there's, there's like a limit switch or something that detects if, the, uh, if there's enough water. Mm. And maybe that was stuck. And me just hosing the, the front <laughs> made it move and now it's okay. Hmm. Maybe. Until yeah. it breaks again. Until it breaks again. But yeah, I've still got the, the original spare washing machine still in my car space. <laughs> but I'm going to fix, damn you. <laughs> and unlimited washing machines the appearing hoover. on the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Great. Oh, Surely it's, enough spare It's like parts. a washing machine mm. lottery, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. That's how I did two loads of washing today. Excellent. Yeah. So you're clean, is what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Great. <laughs> I don't smell anything. Oh, good. Hmm. It's good to know. <laughs> So that wow. was a journey down your uh, life path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most people would just go out and buy a washing machine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They'd go to the good guys. Uh-huh. Nah. Nah, they cost too much. Nah. Hmm. What are they worth? I don't know. Hmm. But how much is your time worth? It was fun. I got the sense oh, you okay. were doing it more for the sake of conservation than... A little bit. Like, it seems like, yeah, like you see these things thrown out all the time and mm. all they do is chuck it in the back of the truck and crunch it up. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Denny makes a good point. You could sell them back to Jerry. <laughs> Does he want them? I don't know. Probably would take them. He might. You never know. That's probably how he gets his machines. Yeah. Just drive around during council cleanup. Mm-hmm. I can see up. that. Yep. Sell them for profit. Mm-hmm. Ah, washing machines. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we look forward to the next episode. <laughs> if it breaks again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When it breaks again. Uh. <laughs> oh, dear. What a journey. Wow. What about you, John? Well, What's going on in your life? Do uh, you have a story? Well, the only thing I'm not doing... Uh, I'm not doing? The only thing I'm doing that's not gaming-related... Or family related is uh, making beer. Hmm. So we talked about that last time. Yep. A little bit. And you guys tried some beer that I had. So there has been some developments. I've learned a few things. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned this briefly before, but uh, uh, people who listen to the episode, I don't know if we talked about the flavor of the beer. It had like this appleiness to it, which is really weird because yeah, I think we did talk. I about never that. Um, really connected that flavour until you said it, Mark. Yeah, and then I was like, "Wow, yeah, this thing really does taste like apple. Like that's weird." Like, um, so 
but I've so back then I, I was having this problem where the the beer wasn't fermenting to the end um, and basically the way you know that is based on a, a gravity reading they call it a gravity reading there's all this beer lingo mm. that um, I find really pretentious but um, and it makes it really hard to learn about how to make beer because they have different names for everything um, but anyway uh, I think gravity is actually more of a scientific term in, anyway but it's basically a measure of how much sugar is in liquid. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how you measure the strength of alcohol because you you measure the sugar at the beginning before the fermentation and then you measure it at the end and through a calculation, you can calculate how much alcohol. Yeah, um, I remember you saying this last yeah, time. For people yep. who don't know, it's because the yeast consumes the sugar and then the product of that is... CO2 and Be ethanol. careful what you talk about. Hyperwolf is still underage, <laughs> he says in the chat, <laughs> which is true. Um, yep. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's how you, you, you know how much alcohol. And I thought I was making beers that were like 3% because they weren't, they weren't, the yeast was going to sleep before it was finishing eating all the sugar in the liquid. That's uh, my problem. They call it wort to wort um, which is basically the beer before you carbonate it um, and it becomes beer mm-hmm. um, so so yeah um, so I thought it had all, I thought it had sugar in it I thought that's why it had that like kind of sweetness to it um, but it turns out I was just measuring it wrong um, cool yeah nice <laughs> so work. that beer was actually like fully fermented and it was probably like five and a half percent or something like that um yeah rather than like the three percent that i thought it was Hmm. um so i found out i was i've been using so i was using a device called a refractometer to measure the gravity um which is a good device you only need a few drops of the liquid to measure the gravity um and it was recommended on that basis but i found out later you can't use that at the end of fermentation because once there's alcohol in the liquid it throws the refractometer measure off and Hmm. makes it measure higher than it should so it was telling me there was sugar there when in actual fact there wasn't really sugar there right um you have to use something called the hydrometer which takes like a glass worth of liquid to measure but it is accurate when it's got alcohol in the liquid Mm mm-hmm so anyway, um, that all that impacted on the flavor of the beer that I made because I was opening it up and like doing things to try and um, stimulate the yeast to keep going because I thought Go it wasn't. On. I thought it was just going to sleep. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you can do things like you can shake it. Uh-huh. You can increase the temperature. Uh-huh. That will stimulate the yeast to become active oh, and consume yeah. the sugars. Yep. Yeah. But in, in actual fact, there was no sugars to consume and all I was doing was opening the container and letting in oxygen into the container. Um, and the result of that was the apple flavor that was in that. And it can be really hmm. random because uh, basically the oxygen um, can combine with... Uh, there's some, some kind of enzyme or something 
I forget now. I was reading about it a while ago. But um, yeah, it combines with that and it can create flavors like that. It can also <laughs> like create flavors that have like nail polishy kind of Oh, that sounds um, lovely. Yeah. Banana. Oh, banana's okay. Yeah. Um, but they're considered off flavors and they're just unusual and they're not really the flavors that. And they're probably random as well, so you can't um, try and reproduce that. Not necessarily random, but but very difficult to control and unpredictable because it just depends on what kind of ingredients are in your 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 wort or like you know beer liquid, um, mm-hmm. and what stage it is at, like how far through fermentation, and there's lots of factors. Um, if you get a bacterial infection, which is a different thing, that can be a lot more random. Right. Um, because the back, there's lots of different, obviously, types of bacteria. Anyway, um, long story short, um, I found out that, um, yeah, that flavor was kind of an undesirable thing. And not that it was bad, necessarily. Like, it was okay. Um, but uh, now, the beers that I'm making now, I'm controlling those factors. And they're turning out a lot more like you expect, like they taste like beer right um Mm. so uh or the beer that you expect them to taste like yeah put it that way so i made a pale ale and um the last batch of pale ale went really quickly it's all gone did you drink it all i drank a decent amount of it we Mm. also got a can seamer so i canned some up and took it away on holidays with me all right um and then i made the sour which is in the fridge now the mandarin sour, which I'm fairly... I had some with. of that sour. It was nice. Thanks. Um, and at the moment, there's an... I'm trying to perfect that pale ale. I wanted it to have more hop aroma. Um, so I've done some more dry hopping this time, which is um, you, add, you add hop pellets into the fermenter after the primary fermentation so after it's mostly done mm-hmm. fermenting you add some in a in a little bag so that it like keeps all the solidness of the hops together so when you take it out there's no like solids left hmm. um, i saw your bag yeah i showed you the bag yeah it smells nice it's very moist like hops yes because it was in the hmm. thing hmm. um yeah i took it out today so you leave it in for like three four days um yeah so it's all about the oils that are in the hops um hops have alpha acids and beta acids so alpha acids turn you they get boiled and turn into the bitterness flavor um if you boil the hops the alpha acids like dissipate uh, sorry not alpha the beta acids dissipate the more they're boiled so you lose that aroma so hmm. that's why you put it in at the end um, after the boil, to to that's where you get your aroma from. Right, those beta acids. I, you know, correct me if anyone knows if I say anything that's wrong. But I've been doing a lot of reading and learning about this stuff. There's quite a lot to learn. There's a lot of elements that go together, and mm-hmm. but there's heaps of information out there, and it's it's really fun actually. Like, it's very, um, it's very. You can get really scientific with it. Like you can 
get into water profiles and adding in like things to control the pH of your water and mm-hmm. um, yeah I think here we have we're lucky to have pretty good water straight out of the tap so you don't generally have to do too much to your water right where we are do you filter it or um, I don't hmm. I was at the beginning at the start I was um, but then I when I was having all those issues I became suspicious of everything because I tried everything. I tried so many things to try and figure out what was going wrong with my fermentation and why my yeast was going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, stupidly, it was just the way that I was measuring the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. That's because I tried to learn so much so quickly. All I did was like, like I would do things like, um, I'd be learning and like, okay, how do I figure out what my ABV is of my beer? So I'd Google like, how do you do ABV? You measure the gravity at the beginning and at the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I'll Google how to measure gravity. You can use this device or this device. And this device you only need a few drops for. Okay. I'll get mm. that. Right. And that's as far as I looked into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then afterwards, once I, once I realized, um, I was like looking at a book that I have and it says it right there. Like, you know, you can't use this for at the end because of blah, blah, blah. explains like the alcohol throws off the reading. And I'm like, ah. You know, if only I read that paragraph, you know, like it was like five batches that I did that that um, one I even threw out because I put um, wine yeast nutrients uh, in in this batch um, to see if that would help. It mm-hmm. made it taste really weird and I couldn't drink it. Right. <laughs> so I threw it out. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really bad, that one. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Okay. Making beer and it's more and more successful as I go. Yeah. Pretty happy. Well, with that's it. that's the hope, right? That you get better yeah. and better as opposed yeah. to getting worse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty nice having, you know, your own beer like when I do a batch it's it's a 20 liter batch. So I think it's about two cases worth and it costs about $50 depending on how much hops you use and stuff because mm-hmm. the hops is about depending on what kind of hops you buy it's like 10 bucks for 100 grams so a really basic beer you might use about 100 grams but like dry hopping i used 80 grams of hops just in the dry hopping so that's like an extra 10 bucks for that batch yeah and if you're doing a really serious ipa the next one i'm going to do is 300 grams of hops dry hopping it's a New England IPA, and you don't put any hops at the beginning, so it's got, like, no bitterness at all. It's just all aroma. Right. Um, so that's what the, the, the New England IPA style hmm. is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's cool. Danny DeVito in the chat says he will be enlisting your help for his first brew. Yeah, if you want to do it, um, I'm happy to talk about it, and it's really fun. So it takes, for, for the all-grain batches that I do, it takes like four to five hours to do the whole process. But you don't have to do all-grain. A lot of people start on extract kits where you basically, instead of having grain and then um, like heating it up in like a grain porridge, to, so that process extracts all the sugars out 
um, you can basically just buy like a liquid no. sugar extract. Hmm. And is that just as good or? I haven't done it myself, but lots of people say you make beer that's, you know, good. Hmm. I, I mean, I can't, I can't really say, but from what I've been told, I, I've had batches actually that other people have made and I enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, you can do things like you still use hops and stuff. So obviously that helps. I mean, definitely an all grain batch is always going to be the best way. But it's not for everyone, especially if, like, you have kids or something and you just want to do it at home. Hmm. Um, so the equipment that we have probably costs us about $1,000 altogether. So to get started, it costs us a fair bit. But you don't have to spend that much. You definitely don't. Hmm. You can literally, if you're doing extract, you can literally, literally do it in a pot and a bucket. As yeah, long right. as you can seal the bucket... Um, because you don't want oxygen to get into your fermentation, that's pretty much, yeah, it can hmm. be really cheap. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, anyone could do it. Yeah, nice. Hmm. Yeah, and like I said, that sour that I had was nice. Thanks. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's a bit more involved, that whole process of you're souring, you actually use um, a bacteria to sour the beer after you do the the mash which is your your grain your grain porridge um and you boil it afterwards so it kills it all off but that brings the ph down which is what makes it taste sour Hmm. um and that's how you do it there's other ways too that's what they call kettle souring uh, which is what a lot of probably the craft breweries would be doing because it's much much faster Hmm. the other ways are uh, like barrel souring where it can be in the barrel for like months, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know much about that because I haven't really researched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see myself doing that. <laughs> mm. so you have to have a barrel first, which can be expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, cool. Mm. And all this talk about beer. Time for another beer? Has made me feel like I need another beer. Mm. Would anyone else like one? Um, so, that shit that's been going on in our lives, um, yep. I'm sure there's much more shit that's been going on in our lives, but yep. that's the shit that we decided to call out. <laughs> I mean, I've got a few things going on besides air conditioning, but air conditioning was pretty cool. Yeah. Pun not intended. <laughs> Lol, good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so games. Mm. Video games. Well, not necessarily even video games. There's pinball games. Mm-hmm. There's board games. True. There's, um, no, we'd never talk about board games. No, nah, no. Nah. Um, <laughs> there's all sorts of games. There's all sorts of ways to play. What yep. have we been doing in the past three months? Has it been three months? It's something like three months. Uh, and, of course, we probably couldn't talk about all of them, but... Perhaps we can choose a nugget from the 
something that you pull a nugget from mm. and talk about that. Mm-hmm. Tell me who would like to go first. Matt looks at John. Uh, well, I just win. Okay. You want me to go first? Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> Anything for, for Matt not to go first. <laughs> That's fair. That's okay. Um, so, all right. Gaming for me in the last three months. Um, I don't think it would come as much or as a surprise to anyone for me to say that I've been playing a fair bit of Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah. And mm. streaming. Mm. Yes. So I've talked about Ghouls and Ghosts quite a bit on this podcast mm. over time. Um, but I did have a bit of a break from it for, I don't know, it felt like quite a while, maybe three, four months, something like that. Do you mean like between getting the world record and getting back into speed running or? No, because I, yeah, what was it, a few years ago now? Excuse me, as I have a beer burp. <laughs> um, a few years ago now when I got the world record, um, then I got into speed running because I thought, you know, I've got the world record high score. Mm. What now? Mm. And speed running was a good thing to, to go on to. And I did that for quite a while. Um, but then I sort of tapered off for a bit. And there was a while there where I stopped playing ghouls. I think it was a combination of getting really, really busy in my new job. Mm. Um, I got Elvira, the pinball machine, mm-hmm. um, which kept my attention for quite a while. And mm-hmm. I was pretty much just playing that. Um, but then out of nowhere, well, not really out of nowhere. I mean, I was still engaged with the Ghouls and Ghosts community. I was invited to uh, join the Any any Percent Speedrun Race for mm-hmm. Ghouls and Ghosts. Yep. Um, and I thought that was really cool because, you know, I've, 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 you know, I obviously love the game. And I've been engaging with people who also love the game because I'm, I'm involved in the community. Um, and, you know, I see that they have these, you know, strong relationships and friendships between all of them because they've known each other for so long. And I always felt, you know, I'd, I'd like to be in that sort of niche little group. Yep. Um, and so when I started speedrunning Ghouls and Ghosts, I was sort of just doing it for myself, but I always thought, you know, it'd be cool to be amongst the, I'm not going to say cool guys, you know, they're, <laughs> they're just the, the guys that have been doing it for a long time and they know each other yeah. and they've gone to Games Done Quick and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Involved in the community, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so when they did invite me to take part in the Any Percent speedrun race of Ghouls and Ghosts, I thought, wow, this is fantastic. You know, these are these guys that I respect um, inviting me to play in a tournament. Mm. Um, and I I haven't played in a video game tournament for God knows how long. Actually, maybe not accounting, not counting the BPAC, what was it? Australian Arcade Championships? Or, yep. Yeah. Not counting that, but otherwise, <coughs> yeah, it's been a long time. So they invited me to play. It was a um, bracket tournament. You get... Um, so it's seeded, uh, so that means, you know, I might be low ranked, which I was, mm. 
And so the low-ranked player is against the highest-ranked player. Mm. Um, it's a race. So basically what that means is um, you're both streaming the game online. You press the start button at the same time. First person to finish the game is the winner. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple. And it was best of three. So One I, question yeah. I had about that was... The start times weren't always like, didn't seem to be always exactly no. right. Yeah. Is that just something where it's kind of like, yeah, it's just, you know, the way it is? and Yeah. So what struck me about that whole uh, structure of the tournament and, mm. and how they're doing all of that, mm. it's really, really technical mm. and it's really complicated. Yeah. Um, so to be able to take part in those races, you needed to join an IRC channel. Yep. Um, you join a particular channel. You also sign up to Speed Gaming, I think it was. Okay. I can't remember what it's called now, but you join a particular site. It is Speed Gaming, yeah. And um, and so if you're, so there's two parts. There's commentating, then there's playing. If you're playing, you're joining the IRC channel, you're setting up, and then, you know, there's commands you enter to say you're ready, and then it will do a text-based countdown to say 10, 9, 8, and then mm-hmm. as soon as it hits zero, you press your start button and you're off. Mm-hmm. If you're commentating, then on speed gaming, there's a Discord channel, you join a, a special sub-channel that they send you a link to in DM, um, and it's so professional. There's, there's even staff that join that subgroup and then start talking to you about, you know, okay, are you ready? Do you know what to do about this and that? And you've got your mic working. Um, so I was really quite taken aback with how professional it all is. Um, yep. But at the same time, how sort of complicated and, and weird it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, basically, if you're racing, it counts down in the IRC channel. You press start at the same time. But because of internet... You're going to have those little, you know, it's not going to be entirely in sync. Right. But it doesn't really matter because in most races, there's going to be enough time in between finishes that you can easily call who won. Right. If it's that tight that you need a line ball call on it, you can just look at how long it, like the timer, basically. Okay. The timer of everyone's race. Right. Um, so even though, so what I was seeing on the stream, it might not have been like 100% clear, but like, say there's a countdown and then both players press start but then it would seem like one player had pressed start maybe two seconds before yep. the other yep. but probably what I'm actually seeing is just latency between streams that's right um, and the real start time is probably the same yeah yeah. because yeah. they both press start when it was called in the IRC channel yeah, yeah. and even if it wasn't they can still go back to watch the video to see when the game started and when it ended and then right. compare the times. Yeah. So they can organise it that way. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was a bracketed tournament um, and double elimination. So you race against your opponent, best of three, whoever wins that uh, moves on in the winner's bracket. Whoever loses goes into the loser's bracket. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, if they lose in the loser's bracket, then they're out of the tournament. Mm -hmm. Um, And so because I was... I think I was lowest ranked. 
um, I played against the highest ranked, which yep. was the world record holder on arcade. And this uh, race, by the way, was on Mega Drive rather than arcade, mm. but they're very, very similar. Um, yeah, so I was against the world record holder on arcade, and there was must have been quite a while ago now. I might have talked about um, this guy, uh, and I and I mentioned it might not have been on the podcast, but I mentioned my only chance of beating this guy would be him sort of losing his shit. Yep. And getting upset. Right. Because he has a history of losing his shit and getting right. upset. Yep. So, funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> when we came to our race, uh, he... When, when the screens came up, because I was looking at both screens, right? I was looking at mine and I was looking at that guy's. Yeah. I noticed he was running the arcade game. Mm. Where we're meant to be running the Mega Drive version. Mm. And because I was so new into the competition... <laughs> I didn't know if that was okay because often it's okay. Often right. you have arcade versus Mega Drive because okay. they're so similar. Yeah. There has been runs that have run since where people are running arcade and some people are running Mega Drive. Right. And I was like, okay, that's that's a bit weird, but I won't say anything because I'm the newbie here. Yeah. I don't want to be the idiot that says, hey, you're running the wrong game. Yeah. So we're all sitting there waiting to go. Then the countdown starts. We press the start button. And then I think it was Aquas in the chat said, hey, wait a minute, DOSBox <laughs> Falco is running the arcade version. Yeah. Um, and then everyone went, oh, he's not supposed to be doing that. And then when the tournament uh, people called that out, he basically lost his shit, <laughs> uh, threw his toys out of the cot and said, <laughs> well, nobody told me it wasn't the arcade version, despite this being planned for months and months and months. Um, and quit the tournament. Wow. Yeah. He could have just said, you know, all right, that was a mistake. Um, I'll take a loss on this one. Let's move to the next round. Yeah. Because it was best out of three. Right. And he would have beaten me anyway in the next two. And even if it wasn't, he still would have had the loser's bracket, right, to work yeah, back through. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But he just went, no, this, is, uh, this sucks. No one told me. There's no communication. I'm gone. And so I beat him by default. That's default. Default. <laughs> As a player, you're supposed to read the rules. Yeah. It's no one else's responsibility. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's crazy. And I felt really bad for the tournament organizers because, you know, they're not. And the tournament organizer is this guy from Japan called Malcolm. Um, he's not getting anything out of this. Yeah. He's just doing it to give back to the community. Yeah. It is such a. It takes so much work to organize something like that. And. Man, it really sucks when players carry on like that because, yeah, you literally get nothing. You get no glory. It's really rare that people say, oh, thanks so much, you know. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think part, part of it probably is that people don't understand how much work has to go into something like that. Yeah. Um, especially because you get a lot of people going like, oh, what happens in this, like, rare chance that this weird thing might happen have mm. you made a rule for that mm. you know mm. and then you're like oh god okay well if that happens then we're going to do this you mm -hmm. know and you have to write that all out and yep. like have a rule for all the random things that probably won't happen but yep. could um you know things like that uh yeah it, it's a thankless task and 
generally people only speak up when something goes wrong. Uh, not many people speak up when it goes fine <clears throat> and there's no hitches yeah. whatsoever. So I always try and make a, an effort to say thanks to the tournament organisers, yeah. whether it's this or whatever, mm. um, because it, it is a, a lot of work and it's a thankless task. Mm. And you, you're not getting anything out of it, mm. um, and you shouldn't either, mm. in my opinion. If you're running these tournaments, you shouldn't be doing it for, you know, trying to, you know, be popular mm. or be thanked even. Mm. Um, you're doing it because you love it mm. and you shouldn't expect anything back. Mm. But you also shouldn't expect vitriol either. Mm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that happened. Um, and then uh, my next race, I went up against Poppenheim from Japan and he's exceptionally good. He knocked me into the loser's bracket and then I faced... Fred in the loser's bracket. This is all off memory. I could be getting this mm. wrong. Um, Fred, who is... No, it was Zed. Sorry, Zed, who's second place in both arcade world record and second place in Mega Drive world record. He wow. just blitzed me, destroyed me. <laughs> um, so I was knocked out of the tournament. Poppenheim went on to win the tournament overall. Zed nice. came second. <laughs> okay. But anyway... Um, <laughs> It was a fantastic tournament, but the, the other thing that happened out of that was that um, even though I was knocked out of the tournament, I was invited to commentate the yep. rest of the races, um, which I thought was fantastic. I've never commentated anything yep. before. Um, so that was really cool. I got involved in commentating. Again, another way to sort of get into the in crowd of the community yep. and stuff like that. So I really appreciated that. Well, it's just being, it's just being a part of the community, isn't it? Like yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they, I'm sure, appreciate your presence as much as you like being a part of the community. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a really cool experience. And from there, I sort of got into uh, running again, running the game again, um, and then also trying to explore, because I always had plans to do this, but always put it off, uh, working out how I can properly stream yep. on Twitch, because... Previous to that, I'd, you know, get my phone um, on a tripod and a sort of standy thing and point the phone at the screen and that would yep. be it. Um, but from this experience, realized I'd like to do proper, actually proper streaming, mm. um, which is a little bit tough when you're a, a, a Mac user because a lot of the software is for PC. Right. Um, I tried a couple of things and they didn't really work. Um, but then getting some tips from... Ben Benasic, so he's got a he's got a setup where he streams off his um, arcade PCBs. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, that's that's a really cool idea. I'll go go back to running the arcade version, and based off his tips, I bought a um, it's a little PCB that sits in between, like it connects to the Ghouls and Ghosts PCB or whatever PCB you have. And then the jammer connector of the cab connects to the other side of this little PCB. Mm. And then in the middle of this little PCB is a SCART connector. Okay. And so then you plug in your SCART cable um, and then run that out to what they call an OSSC. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that stands for, Matt? Open Source Scan Converter. Okay. There you go. <laughs> which is a little magical box yeah. um, which you plug your SCART into... And then a HDMI cable in the other side. Yeah. 
and run that out. And that is basically what a digital upscaler. Yep. The OSSC. Yeah. Yeah, it does all sorts of video video conversions. Right. So like, there's, it's really configurable, all sorts of different things it does. Yeah. Okay. So I got one of those uh, plugged in the SCART HDMI out to an Elgato HD60 Plus. And that basically allows me to um, uh, it, it turns that signal into a signal that my Mac can understand. Yeah. That's my very newbie way of saying it. Does that sound right, Matt? Matt? Wait, wait, the Elgato thing? Yeah. It's, it's a I mean, capture device. It's a capture device. Capture yeah. device, yeah. 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 Okay. And it's also the one that splits too. So the, the HDMI cable comes in one end yeah. and then it has a USB out to yeah. your computer yeah. and then it also has a HDMI out. Oh. So you can pass it on to your TV or yeah. You're doing or that as well? Because no, it's, I'm not. Okay. Yeah. Because no. it's going to my Mac. Looking yeah. at your arcade, yeah. Yep. You already split it before you did the upscaling and yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's because um, if you had a console, you plug the console yeah. HDMI straight into the Elgato and then they're out from the Elgato into your TV. Mm. That's yeah. the idea of that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if have something like a PS4 or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. HDMI thing just goes straight through. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then running OBS on my Mac. Uh, and, then, and yeah, the day that I plugged all that shit in, I turned it all on, and it just worked. I was gobsmacked. <laughs> <laughs> I was really surprised. Um <laughs> Because there's just a daisy chain of all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And it just worked. And very little awesome. delay in between what yep. you see on the, the screen of the arcade cab and yeah. what appears on the Mac. Yep. Um, and, of course, you're not playing off the Mac, so the delay doesn't matter. Yep. Um, but, yeah, from there, um, created a nice uh, sort of scene in OBS where you have your background graphics and your timer and your yep. webcam pointing at yourself. and. Yep all of that and got all that up and running and you just click a button and it broadcasts it was Twitch um, that the other ghouls and go- oh, ghouls and ghost guys were you know watching my streams I even had that sort of fanboy moment where <laughs> I'm streaming playing the game and then the guy that I've been watching for years Aquas joins my stream mm. and you know says you know this is cool and all that kind yeah. of stuff and he even raided my channel once so he was streaming to 200 and something followers yeah. and then uh, all of a sudden raided my channel. So my channel was had 250 people in it or something. It was just wow. incredible. I went into your channel. I wonder if it was this time, one of the days you were streaming, you had like 70 people watching. Yeah. Do you always have that many people watching? No, it's generally around 10 or 11. Um, sometimes it's been up around 40, sometimes 60 there was only that one time that I had over 200 and that okay. was from that raid. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't stream enough to yeah. pull that sort of community. Right. I mean, I was... Uh, well, I mean... Uh, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's awesome. And I didn't know, because I don't get to jump in very often, yep. if that was what normally happens. Nah. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I've I've really enjoyed that. That's been even, a even to the point where I didn't even bother saying hi. I was like, oh, it's too cool for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've watched a couple, but 
I'm watching on my TV and I don't see the chat or the, the uh, right. number yep. of people. So I have no idea. I'm just watching it. I've got yep. you on while, yeah. you know, like yep. doing whatever. Yeah. yeah, and also being, again, involved in that larger community. Um, uh, there's a few people that, you know, pull a lot of people together and, and they said, you know, oh, Mark's only seven followers away from being affiliated on Twitch. Come on, guys. And yeah. and the next in the next hour, I was affiliated with yeah. Twitch. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, it's really cool. Um, so I've been really enjoying that. It's cool how they give you those goals and stuff. Yeah. But it is Achievements hard. and... Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, to really get to that next level, you have to have, like, a schedule and consistently stream on... Uh, across your schedule or whatever it is. Yep. There's no other way to do it. And then it's gets to a point where if you have a normal life, it's kind of like, do I really want to commit this much to something that, you know, I'm, I mean, it's not like you can get an income out of it realistically. Yeah. Um, you know, especially when you already have a career and stuff and it's like, well, I could just work for a day and earn yeah. more money. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah, all of those things are gone through my mind. I mean, I've, I definitely never want to be that kind of Twitch person where I'm trying to make money out of it. Yeah. It's, it's more about a community yeah. to me. Um, and I guess when you're doing speedrunning, just, you're just doing your thing anyway, and it's very easy to just stream while you're playing the game. So it's fun to do and just have people to interact with while you're yeah. while you're doing your practice runs and yep. why not you know and, and just put it out there and share it with people and yep. yeah be a part of the community yep um yeah i mean that's how i try to see it now too not that i really ever stream but or even play but um i think if i was doing it i would be streaming just whenever i play hmm. if it's for an hour or doesn't really matter. Yeah, and I completely agree about the whole work thing. I mean, I can't recall why, but there was a week there, or maybe a bit more than a week, where I was able to stream every single day, and that was where I made that initial push to try and get that affiliate mm. with Twitch because you need that achievement of, mm. I think, streaming for a certain amount of time every, mm. well, like seven days a week or something like that. It's like a number of hours in a, in a seven-day period or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a week there where I did it every day and I managed to get that. And after that, I almost felt the compulsion that I need to continue to do this. Mm. I thought, okay, I've started. I need to keep going. But then there was one day where, you know, I just finished a day of really hard work and I just thought, no, nah, yeah. I need to break that cycle. It's only been a week so far, but if I keep going... I just, it's not going to end well. Yeah. <laughs> so I just broke that cycle and now I'm just streaming on the weekends. Mm. So, yeah. Was it like a, I've had moments and I wonder if it was like this where, you know, you're just sitting on the couch and you're like, oh, I should do whatever, whatever it is. But in this case, you know, maybe I should do a stream. If I want to be consistent, I should do it. I'm just sitting there and you're like, why am I doing this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it almost feels like work. This. Yeah, yeah. I should be enjoying it if I'm doing it, and I'd rather just sit here and watch crap TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes yeah. for me, it's I'd rather sit here and watch someone else Twitch. Yeah, definitely on a stream. I mean, <laughs> yeah, 
Anyway, so that's that's been a lot of fun. I've really, really enjoyed that. I've really enjoyed getting back into speedrunning again and uh, streaming, getting that up and running like a like a proper stream. Getting a um, direct capture off the PCB looks really awesome. Um, yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. So there you go. That's what I've been doing. Now you've got no excuse, Matt. Me? Yeah. Or do you want to go last? Um, I don't know that I have a good update. <laughs> really? You say that. He's been working that. more on watching machines than he has on <laughs> yeah. video games. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you need more time? No. What okay. to play? Well, that too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You know, the games of the month... Oh yeah, going right. Mm-hmm. What did you find was the most interesting game to play for the game of the month? Oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> so, is, is it bad if I say Donkey Kong? No, I was expecting you to say Donkey <laughs> Kong. I was hoping you'd say Donkey Kong. And look, it's been the most popular game. I kind of need to um, actually look at the list <laughs> to remember. Denny DeVito says Donkey Kong, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would wanted to have played more Frogger. Um, hmm. but I didn't really get around to it, partly because the washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> the washing machine takes takes precedent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so right into now. Or did you say Raiden 2? It's supposed to be... Raiden. What, did, Raiden. what were you saying? See, see, in Mortal Kombat, what's his name? Raiden. No, it's not. Is it? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. No. What do you think it is? Raiden. No, you listen to the guy who speaks is in he? the game. He oh, says okay. Raiden. Oh, okay, okay. Raiden. Okay. But that's what this is as well? The game. I'm pointing at it the doesn't, machine It doesn't there. say... It doesn't speak the word. It doesn't speak the words. No, but it's Raiden. It's not Raiden. But if, it, if it's like a Japanese word. Do they say Raiden? Well, I'm remembering from the movie The Wizard. <laughs> Which is a historically <laughs> accurate representation of the pronunciation of words. about Ninja Gaiden. Gaiden, right? It's the same yeah. word. It's just as R and G. Yeah. And he's, Gaiden. Gaiden. Or something Which like is, that. I Which is know. Gaiden. Gaiden. Which is Gaiden. Or Gaiden. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Gay Gaiden? I just realised we actually started this comp on, in January, so we would have, we'll have a whole year. Mm. Yes. Actually, we'll have a whole year. That's good. 12 months. Yeah. I think for me, it's um, Alien vs. Predator. Really? I know it's not everyone's... No, a lot of people like that. I, I sort of didn't. I think for me, it's like the first time I really... Sunk my teeth into a beat 'em up, other than uh, I, I should say, like a I don't know how to describe it, but almost like it's like a second generation of beat 'em ups, yeah. where you have 
smaller know, sprites, more stuff going on, more moves. And actual like command moves where like mm. down up attack is a special move type thing. And there's like you can hit you can hit guys when they're on the ground. Mm. Um Yeah, there was a real like almost uh dance kind of element choreographed kind of element where you are contr- crowd controlling really and mm. um, knowing the different enemies and to me I found it almost more of a shooter than a beat em up and that goes to your sort of crowd control thing mm. I think I don't know it, it didn't click with me there's a lot a lot of enemies in it yeah uh, and I think but I think that was part of the theme because it was meant to be like an alien infestation yeah, in yeah. a way. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, since then, like checking out the Dungeons and Dragons beat em ups and what else did I play? Something else. But um, I love the idea of, of commands, like command moves or input commands in, in um, beat em ups. Mm hmm. And I can understand why it's not everyone would like that, but but I like it because I like fighting games. It makes it more like a one-on-one fighter, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I can use those skills that I've learned playing one-on-one fighters in a beat-em-up. Mm. So. Yeah, Hyperwolf said um, uh, Frogger, he played over 500 games in one month, finding patterns. That's crazy times. Really? You did get a good score. I wanted to play it. <laughs> I intended to play it. I just never got around to it. Mm. And I have to admit, like, I had moments like what we were talking about before where I'd be at home and I'm like, ah, I was planning on playing Frogger tonight and I was just like, ah, just watch TV mm. or yeah. whatever I was doing. Yeah, it's easy to do that when you're tired. It's just sort yeah. of you need to just collapse and consume something rather yeah. than engage with something. I kind of I feel sorry that I didn't play it because I like to me like I I like the whole idea of you're exposing yourself to different things and you know especially if it's a game people love like there must be something of value there hmm. so and I want to find out what that is mm-hmm. um, and I feel like it's a missed opportunity which is weird because I can play it whenever I want but for some reason playing it when it's part of the competition and the game of the month it's, everyone's it's talking more of an about investment. the game and yeah. yeah Denny just posted all the games for the year so in January we had Bubble Bobble February Alien vs Predator March Black Tiger April Outzone May R-Type June Legend of Hero Tonma I think that's the stinker of the year to be honest oh. July, Darkstalkers Revenge, August, Donkey Kong, September, Metal Slug 3, October, Zero Wing, November, Frogger, and December, which is the month we're in now, is Raiden 2. Mm. Uh, And if any of the readers would like to participate in the game of the month, you should join our Discord, which is, you can find it, or the link that goes to our Discord at gamethesystem.co, that's .co, slash Discord. And that'll bump you off to our Discord and you can participate in our games. It's fun. I already know what I'm voting for next month. Oh. (laughs) 
It's California Games All Events. Oh, uh, is there a way to score that? This is this is what I was worried about. Yeah, you get you get a score. You get a score, or you get lots of scores. I think it gives you an overall score. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hmm. We'll have to check. Mm. I'm yes. pretty sure it gives you an overall score. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tetris is is a thing. We've missed out on Tetris. Yeah, Denny says Tetris. Because the... We've had no puzzle games, which is good because I don't like puzzle games. The, but the intent of having Tetris last month or this month was because of the classic Tetris World Championship. Ah. Yeah. Yes. Did people actually vote for it this month? No. no actually voted for it. Someone no. mentioned it, but... Actually, I voted for it either last month or the month before, mm. even though I don't like puzzle games. Mm. Didn't win, so it's good. What version of Tetris, though? I think it was the NES NES Tetris because of the classic Tetris watch. Yeah. 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 I need to actually get an NES. Uh, Yeah. Hmm. Those carts aren't super cheap. They're like 50 bucks. Tetris. Oh. Yeah, Yeah, right. Yes. Um, Calls for Gallagher. As well, we still haven't had Gallagher yet. Barrow would be very upset if we chose Gallagher. Oh? Because that means he'd have to sit there and play it for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. (laughs) He can choose not to. He can choose not to. (laughs) Um, So we never got much further into your game playing, game of the month. Well, I mean, I I figured out I need to fix... You need an arcade controller for Raiden to... Hmm. Because you tried playing it on the keyboard. On keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. actually play the arcade? Haven't yet. Okay. So I, I bet I'll put up my best score if <laughs> I just play on this machine right now. <laughs> yeah, for people who don't know, there's a Raiden 2 in a new Astro City right behind us. Yep. And it's very screechy and screamy. <laughs> yeah, it's got some weird squeaky bits in the speakers. Yeah. Which is why it's off right now, because yeah. otherwise it'll be really annoying. Yeah. But besides that, it plays great. <laughs> yeah. So you got nothing else? Unless we're talking about Tetris, but... Well, we can. The, the tournament is we are now. running right now, and it'll be over... They're doing the final on Monday. Oh. So I don't know what the result is, and the podcast, assuming podcast, will presumably be out after Monday. Mm. So oh, I could, I could do a marathon session tomorrow to edit it. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, the next time we record, I can talk about it. Right. Okay. They've done, they're up to so the final like eight. April. It's an all-online <laughs> tournament. I can say this part anyway. It's been an all-online tournament. Ah. So there's people from all over the world. It was worldwide before, but you'd have to fly into Portland, yep. right? Yep. But this is all on the internet and tons more people than before. And... When you say tons more? Well, I don't know. Like previously, they'd have like these open qualifying sessions where you, there's a bank of consoles set up and you line up and just qualify it. You play a game mm-hmm. and then go back to the back of the line. And that's mm-hmm. how they're regulating how many things. Mm-hmm. This one, you sign up and you had a two-hour window, I think, to play and put up the best score. Mm-hmm. And how do you play online? Is it via Twitch or...? Yeah, Twitch. Everyone has to stream. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um... And so the max scores from the qualifying were put into a round of 64. Mm-hmm. Seeded into round of 64, and that's all played through now. 
in like you know a double elimination. They did groups, double elimination groups. Now we've got the top eight, and all the top eight is going to be all played. I think on one day, yeah, with full commentary, and everyone's got like going to get like help to get a professional style hmm. Twitch setup, streaming setup. Yeah, right. To make it all pretty. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so that's happening. It's happening. Dot the fourth, fifth of December. <laughs> It's fourth. Wait, today. what's today? Fourth. It's on Monday. I mean, it's Monday here. It's Sunday. <laughs> I think so. Shoot, did I write the wrong day in my calendar? Is James Chen commentating? I don't know. They've had um, the other guy, Jeff. No, not Jeff. Shoot, the guy that. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I forget his name. The guy, you know, that the guy, guy that has all the memes. Oh, the guy that has all the memes. Chris Tang, I think his name is. Okay. Yeah. He's... he's Poggers? Huh? The Pogger meme? No, Boom. Oh, the Pogger meme. Boom Tetris for Jeff. Oh, that guy. And a bunch of other things. Right. Got it. (laughs) Okay, I wrote in my calendar, I did a time zone conversion, Australian Eastern Time. It's not going to help anyone listen to podcasts unless you should crap it out. Uh Uh-huh. It could happen. 7 a.m. on Monday the 7th, Australian Eastern, Eastern Daylight, Daylight time. Savings Time. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. <laughs> I've got time off work, so I'll be watching. <laughs> uh, I won't be. Mm-hmm. I'll be at work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that should be interesting. How are they... Oh, yeah. And, I mean, the only thing to... Like, because there's so many more new players, there's so many, like, young upstarts in it. All inspired by the previous years of, mm-hmm. you know, basically Joseph winning. Mm-hmm. And Joseph Saley, the previous winner, two times now. Is that right? Yeah. He's the only, like, old guard, I think, that's qualified now. Oh, Everyone really? Else, all the other names that you know were all knocked out. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Are they that's all interesting. Using the, the, the technique? Hyper tapping. Yeah. So mostly yes. So all the to protect, the new players tend to be all the younger ones tend to all be hyper tappers. Mm. There's exceptions. Um, yeah. Mm. Is um, this might be a long shot, but is a guy called Kevin DDR in it? Not that I recall. Okay. There's a. I was going to say famous. Famous is the wrong word. A known pinball tournament guy. Mm whose name is Kevin DDR, yeah. um, but he's also a really, really good Tetris player. Like, he's one of the Tetris masters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he oh. also speedruns Tetris and stuff like that. Nest Tetris? I don't know about Nest Tetris. Yeah, so, I mean... It's, it's, yeah. I mean, if you believe it, it's a different game. Nest Tetris. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. There's, like, a... That's, it's kind of the reason they play it. There's so many weird quirks about it that it's kind of what makes it interesting. Yep. It's, it's like the hardest Tetris, really. It's mm-hmm. not forgiving at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tetris Master, usually referring to the arcade Yeah, one? I think so. Yeah. That's where you go through the invisible Tetris, mm. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. I knew it was a long shot. Yeah. I thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah, so there's like a few... There's a few people that like certified Tetris Grandmaster from the arcade that, that play the 
play in the nest in classic Tetris World Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, they're usually really good, but it is a big difference. Yeah, to jump over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So Monday, seven a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Standard Time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the finals, did you say? Yeah, it will be right. the the top eight. Right, I, I believe they're playing through. Cause I haven't said any other dates. So I believe they play through the top eight. Right. Cool. Is that on Twitch? Yeah, classic right. Tetris. Yeah. Awesome. Hmm. How about you? Uh, what have you been doing? Not playing a lot of games, mm-hmm. but I've been working on games. Um, doing a lot of well uh, I don't know not repair conversion I've we're okay um, yeah we got a lot of games preparing for end of year party in our arcade you're doing a New Year's Eve night yes yeah we are um, so uh, yeah so we've got I mean, we've collected a lot of games over this year. Um, the last one I probably got completed is the Dungeons & Dragons Tower of Doom, which is actually my Darksoft board that I have. All oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, I kind of, like, I, I originally wanted to get the Darksoft so that I could play, like, Street Fighter um, and to play those beat-em-ups as well the Dungeons and Dragons ones but um, mainly like Street Fighter Um, Mm -hmm. but then I also bought an actual Street Fighter Super Turbo which is in that last Astro City cab there which isn't plugged in at the moment that's why it wasn't on Um, because we just moved everything downstairs we had all the games up on the second level um, they've all come downstairs and I haven't plugged them all in yet. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the last cab I finished is that Dungeons & Dragons. So we bought that cab. It was a Lethal Enforcers cab. Um, and so I've got the Lethal Enforcers board. Um, but the screen... The screen's a bit dim. Hmm. And the gun games really need a nice bright screen to work. Right. Um, so that was an issue. I had the the video board refurbished, and it was better, but um, yeah, still not 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 bright enough. Like it's fine to play a game on, but light guns really need that really bright screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, it's. I don't think anyone would think anything of it. Like just looking at it but yep. yeah for the, for the Lethal Enforcer it wasn't so good but then I also came across um, someone selling the four player um, control panel and like that in itself I think made me think okay I really want to turn this cab into a four player game because you don't get that many four player games especially mm. not Turtles or Simpsons yep. or NBA Jam basically so is Dungeons & Dragons a four-player game? It is. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. So basically, I, I knew that um, 
I, I, I pretty much, when I saw the four-player control panel, I was like, I could turn this cab into a four-player cab. What four-player games could I choose? And I kind of Googled, like, four-player arcade games, found a list, and Alien vs. Predator was on there, which is a CPS2 game. But it's actually not four-player. It's only three-player. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, and so at first I was going to do that, but then with that four-player control panel... It would kind of be weird. There's no real way to make it three-player without it being a bit odd because yeah. you would have a space in the control panel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I wonder... I haven't really looked at like what actual Alien vs. Predator cabs looked like, but but the Dungeons & Dragons games are pretty cool. They're similar in the way that they've got some um, command moves... But they've also got, like, items. Yeah. Um, we actually had to drill a fourth button, like, space mm-hmm. for each control pan, like, each player. Um, I think it looks pretty four natural. Buttons. Yeah, it's they, yeah, they, you have four buttons. Really? Those Dungeons & Dragons beat-em-ups because you have... You've got attack, um, jump, and then you've got special... And that might be like a spell or an item. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth button actually switches your item or spell. Um, Yeah. And the different classes or or characters you can choose. Like if you choose the elf, she starts with more spells. Mm -hmm. Um, And the cleric, I think, has a healing spell and like a turn undead spell or something like that, which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool because if you come across like skeletons, you can just use the... Um, I think it's turn undead. Yeah, it is turn undead. Yeah, and um, they just die. They don't. Yeah. I thought they would fight for you, but they just die. Yeah. Um, but the spell animations are really cool, and you can do. There's like fireballs, and yeah, <clears throat> there's all sorts of things in it. It's it's also got branching pathways, like it's really that kind of. Um, later generation beat-em-up game mm-hmm. and I'm pretty excited to have some four-player games and play it a bit more you you, um, you earn XP and your character get gains more like maximum health as you go and you can go to the shop and buy potions and items and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, and your XP is actually your score <laughs> so yeah. rather than a score you have XP Yep. Um, you name your character at the start and then that's what ends up in the high score table at the end. Um, yeah. So that's the last cab that I did and like four players with four buttons each and a four-way joystick. It's a lot of wires. Eight-way. <laughs> eight-way. Yeah. Uh, well, there's four switches. Yeah. So, yeah, it's eight-way, eight way, but it's yeah. four switches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of wiring and I really yeah, underestimated I how much work it is to rewire that Mm -hmm. not only that it's the cps2 kick harness and i was like yeah i got like i've got like three cps2 kick harnesses now i was like yep no problem i've got some spares i plugged it in and then i realized hang on a minute all these cps2 kick harnesses are for street fighter and it's not the same (laughs) Because right. there's so many more buttons on that game, it uses all the 
connections on the kick harness, uh, or right. most of them anyway, not all of them, but most of them. That's funny because kick harnesses, they're, they're different across, you know, manufacturers and all that kind of stuff, which right. drives people crazy. I didn't realise it was also different per game, even on the same, uh, from the same manufacturer. Right. Well, I suppose traditionally, um, you know, every board is kind of different. I guess it's only that they standardized their... Well, once they started having things like System 2 or, you know, Capcom System 2 in this case or, you know, the Namcom, Namco System um, standard or Seeker ones, etc. that, yeah, it became standardized and then... Um, you had different games on that standard system. Yep. So, yeah, but um, with Street Fighter, you only need literally like the six kick buttons. But yeah. on this, it's like four buttons for player three and four and four switches for each joystick for player three and four and a start button for each player as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I literally individually wired each one <laughs> because I don't have the... I've got... Yeah, I can't do the harness, um, but what I did was I went to JCAR and you can buy little um, individual plugs that will fit into that kick harness space. And so you oh. can literally plug in each one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's handy. Um, I think I need that. Yeah, it's it's really convenient because you can just plug it in. But then if it did get unplugged, it would take a while to be like, okay, this one's this one. Yep. Pin number 16, etc. Yep. yep. Um, now that you mentioned that, my main cab has the same thing okay. where it has the controller going to like a controller. It's the control panel going to a little PCB that then transfers all of that stuff into the PC that's in the main cab. Yeah. And yeah, all of those are individual pins connected via that little connector uh, that you're talking about yeah. there. Okay. So if one gets unplugged or a couple gets unplugged, you have no idea where they're meant mm. to go. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, yeah, did that. Um, I'm trying to get Daytona working, but it's a bit of a nightmare at the moment. One side's freezing, and it's when I do the backup memory test, it's reporting bad ICs. Which, if that if it says they're all bad, I feel like that might be another problem, not mm. necessarily the ICs. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I did notice one cap on the main board that looks like it's leaking. So going to check that out but yeah I don't know if it's going to be ready for the end of the year um, so that might not happen but we uh, yeah there's only th- three weeks yeah four weeks I think it's three and a bit weeks yeah three and a three and a bit yeah yep yeah yeah, it's frustratingly, I mean, I only have so much time. Like, I pretty much spend Friday nights here and then Sunday nights or Sunday afternoon and night. Mm-hmm. So, that's the time that I spend here trying to fix stuff up. Super Chase is working. Um, we've got the Point Blank 2. 
we got Time Crisis 2, Shinobi. I did, oh, that's what I was going to talk about, the NBA Jam. I did a bit of an interesting job on. I think I might have talked about it last time, but um, I had to do an adjustment on the actual uh, cone. Is that what you call it? The cone. On the tube. So it had like a, um, what do they call it? I forget now. Um, it looked like it needed a degauss. The yoke? Yeah, the yoke. Okay. Bingo snork in the Thanks. chat. Thanks, Save Bingo you snork. Um, yeah, it looked like it needed a degauss, but it would never actually do anything when I did it. And I believe Mortal Kombat actually has the same problem. Hmm. Um, it's not too bad, but yeah, you can see in the corner. I mean, obviously yeah, people that aren't watching chart, but, but yeah, the colours are a bit out and it looks like it's magnetised. Hmm. You can degauss it till the cows come home and nothing will happen. Right. Um, from there, you can actually move the yoke... Um, like backwards and forwards on the tube. So the tube comes to a point and the yoke sits on that point. And there's little rubber stoppers that hold it in position. Um, well, there's also a, a tightening screw on the yoke. Hmm. And so you tighten the screw up and then there's like... They're, they're like... Um, like door stoppers almost, and they sit around. You've probably seen them, and they often are hot glued in position. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's to hold it in place, like if you ever move it, so it doesn't move around. whole lot of uh, egg yolk uh, pictures getting posted <laughs> in chat, by the way. Yolk or yolk? <laughs> um, and so, <clears throat> so, yeah, basically to fix that issue... I had to loosen the yoke and move it closer, like to change where the magnetic field is generated for the tube. Hmm. Um, and it actually worked like beautifully. Yeah, okay. I've uh, always been scared to do that. I was scared to do it too. Because hmm. I've heard as soon as you get that out of alignment, it's very, very hard to get it back. But I guess if it's, it's out of alignment, then what are you losing? I, in from my one experience, I didn't find that that was the case. Okay. Um, maybe for um, uh, convergence, I think you definitely have to be more careful, like very careful working with convergence. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing convergence, you you have usually a painted line where someone has just drawn the line on anyway. So as long as you just kind of stick with that and if you move, accidentally move anything, you can just move it back, you should be pretty safe. Hmm. Um, with, yeah, moving the yoke, it wasn't really hard because I could see exactly what I was doing. Right. So it's just like you can see the picture moving around. Mm -hmm. You just get it in the right position, tighten it up get the rubber things back in i didn't glue them i just shoved them in there mm -hmm. um so i didn't really have hot glue on hand uh, and also i just wanted to see because it's the first time i've ever done it you know i wasn't super confident in you know how it would turn out but it, it worked 
Um, but it, it was funny. There was uh, so when I was doing it, I was trying to push the yoke like further up the tube part, um, and it felt like stuck, and but particularly stuck at the bottom. I could push it further up at the top, but not at the bottom. Um, and I eventually figured out, like I twisted the whole thing around and looked inside and one of the rubbers had actually dropped like inside. And hmm. so that's why I couldn't get it further up. Right. And like, I felt like I was getting really close to where I needed it to sit to get a nice picture but I just couldn't quite get it there and there was something in the way. Hmm. And that's what it was, like a little bit of rubber. So I turned it off and got some needle nose pliers and like pulled it out. Oh. <laughs> hmm. um, is, and that, is that not a sealed part of the tube? No. Okay. No. It's just copper windings to create a magnetic field, I okay. guess. Um, yeah, so once I got that out, then I could get it like exactly in the place that I wanted it and secured it and... Well, it's not on at the moment, but it looks pretty good. It's hmm. still got like some convergence issues and some, um, I don't know if it's continuity or like as it goes out to the side of the screen, the pixels are wider. So, you know, you really notice it when the NBA logo goes past because it's like wide and then it gets smaller and then oh, it gets see, wider yeah. as it gets to the edge of the screen. Yeah, I've got a monitor that does similar. Yep. But yeah, at least it's not... At least the colours all look nice. Hmm. So, I'm uh, pretty happy with that. Um, I changed some caps to... Um, which hasn't really seemed to do anything, but there were some caps on that didn't look good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much... Yeah, what I've been doing is yeah, just working on arcade games and trying to get Fiddling them about up and running, yeah, mm-hmm. and... I've got to do some coin mechs, actually, which is a whole other thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> coin mechs, yeah. And they're so important as well. Yeah. And there's yeah. not as much help out there with them because the general hobby community has no interest in coin mechs. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got to deal with, like, grumpy machine operators, uh-huh. try and get information out of them. Yep. I mean, having said that, actually, I Lindsay's been amazingly helpful with that sort of thing he programmed our um coin mech in the shadow and i spoke to amd because Lindsay said i use these coin mechs this ql brand they're really great he said you just need to buy i had one he said like you just need to buy um there's like a coin mech interface board a little pcb mm-hmm. and get like the ribbon cable that goes between the board and the the coin mech um buy that from amd and then i can program it to work and it'll be fine yeah right and then i go to amd i'm like i want to buy this board and this coin mech and the cable and the guy at amd's like oh no that's not going to work like he said what machine have you got i'm like the shadow's like oh no that's not going to work i'm like oh but i spoke to Lindsay. i know they know Lindsay. he said it will work oh no no that's not going to work i'm like really i'm like I think he knows what he's doing. Like, he said it would work. And so I went back to Lindsay. I'm like, they're telling me it's not going to work. He's like, no, it'll definitely work. You just need, just buy it. (laughs) It'll definitely work. Right. I'm like, okay. I go back there and they're like, no, it won't work. I'm like, he told me it would definitely work. (laughs) I just want to buy it. And they're like, 
all right. But, you know, if it doesn't work, you know, I mean, they would have probably taken it back anyway. But yep. um, I had to, like, be like, I, like, he told me it would work. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I trust him. I definitely want to buy it. And so I bought it, got it. He came by. Um, I already plugged it in. He programmed it. It worked. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, Lindsay knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's been operating for a very long time. Yeah, what's his uh, business again? Is it uh, Ostrojoy? That's the one. Ostrojoy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he, Lindsay's awesome. Yeah. He does hiring and yeah, operates games. I think he's got a lot of games at the moment that aren't in operation because yeah, it's a bit hard at the moment. I think. Yep. According to the rules, you still need to be sat down if you actually want to be in a pub playing a game. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that might be true, but I've been to a number of pubs now with pinball machines and you just stand up and play them. So, I think you're meant to be sitting down and be drinking a beer. You're not allowed to stand up and drink a beer. that was my understanding. I saw a post the other day, but maybe it wasn't quite... Maybe I read it wrong or something. I yeah, Bingo Snork just said no sitting while drinking. Actually, that's a confusing sentence. You have yeah, to sit sitting. while drinking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Actually, we went to Mudgy and they were very full on about that, which I don't blame them for. But yeah, it's kind of funny. Like you're doing wine tasting and they're like, sit down, sit down. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 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 cool. So you've got your hands full of. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to do. Games. Yeah. A lot to do. But I mean, I, I've said before, but I've got a garage full of these things and there's never anything working 100%. <laughs> I can't imagine having, you know, this entire space and how much yeah. stuff needs to be done. I'm actually pretty happy, like, that most of it's going. Um, so, but I put a lot of time. Like I said, Friday and Sunday nights for the last probably three or four months ish mm-hmm. um, yeah but I enjoy it too like you know you can't really complain because I really enjoy working on them yeah it's my my me time yep no that's <laughs> cool and Merka in the chat says so much to do John is doing an awesome job there you go <laughs> thanks yeah that's Alan yeah He's my partner in all of this stuff. So, yeah. Cool. It's coming together. And unfortunately, I can't make the New Year's Eve party, but um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope so. It should be. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Uh, All right. Well, I think that's it then. Um... Yeah, unless there's any particular questions in the chat, I guess we can do a a Q&A for five minutes. Sure. Um, but I'm going to get a beer first. So if people want to post a question in the chat, I will get a beer. When I come back, we will answer them. If there's no questions, we'll call it. If there are questions, we may or may not answer them. <laughs> cool. Ooh. Oops. Oops.
you have a question in the chat. The question is from Murkar. Uh, have you tried John Sauer? <laughs> and did we talk about that? We did. I've tried it and it's really nice. I liked <laughs> it. It was, um, it was creamy for a sour. And again, I yeah. think that was because of the lactose. Yep. Yep. It's not unusual to, for them to have lactose. Like I would definitely say... Uh, as a point of interest, if you if you are interested, whenever you have a sour, have a look at their can and see if it says contains lactose. Right. Because, yeah, people, brewers use lactose as a way to, like, they call it back sweetening, but like sweeten at the end of the process, hmm. um, which often if it's a fruit sour can bring out the fruit flavours right. of the beer. Well, that's the that's the purpose anyway. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the thing I've come across that they're not always vegan. Yeah. So it wouldn't be. Yeah. Hmm. Um, what else? There's something else that can make it not vegan. Um, it's funny you should mention it because I was reading about it last night. There's uh, some they call them fining agents, which helps the clarification of the beer and I can't remember specifically what it was but there was a type of fining agent that made the beer not vegan so it could also be for that reason um, although usually sours are pretty cloudy but that's all to do with the protein content because if it's a wheat sour uh, then wheat has more protein that makes it more cloudy that's why it's. That's why this one is cloudy. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And also, I was meant to put a finding agent in, but I forgot to order it when I did it. So ah, didn't that old it. trick. Yeah. Yep. Fair but enough. It, uh, next time. Next time. But I mean, I don't mind it. It's theoretically changes the flavour slightly. Maybe I don't know. No, it was nice. What did you think, Matt? Yes. It. It's uh, It's quite good. So I said, thanks. It's better than like half the stuff that's out there. That's good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a high compliment because you're the sour guy. Mm. You drink a lot of sours. Yeah, it's kind of all I drink now. Yeah. 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 So that's high praise. Mm. Well, I don't blame you for that. Like there's, there's so much more variety out there in terms of sours than there is, I think, other more established styles. Yeah. So every sour you get is different. Yeah. Have you tried um, the Pirate Life Lime Sour? Lime and ginger Do glass. you like that one? Uh, I think there's something that goes on with... Li there's a few lime ones out there. Okay. And it's kind of just like drinking lime juice. Okay. Mm. Which is fine if you like that. Mm. That's interesting. Um, I yeah, lime, lime is one of these like overpowering things. Uh, I, I didn't think. feel like this one was overpowering. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I think... I haven't had a pirate yeah. life that I've liked. That's they're interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're one of the big boys. They're part of one of the big boys. Mm. Um, so they're not an independent brewery, but um, I liked this one. Oh, yeah. No, I think I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I just it, felt that it was well-balanced, and I think I just liked... 
because the lime, I, I felt like the lime wasn't overpowering in this one where yeah. it still was like not a beer, but I guess like a sour beer. Mm. Um, as right. opposed to, like I was saying, like some of the berry ones, like I had one that was literally, it was just like berry juice, you mm. know, mm. like, yeah, sour berry juice. And I found it difficult to finish. Hmm. Well, I think that's the end of the questions. I had one. (laughs) But that's okay. It's late. Uh, All right. So we shall wrap it up. Uh, Thanks for listening to Game the System podcast. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is on Game the System Discord at gamethesystem.co slash discord. You can also reach out to us via email at feedback at gamethesystem.co. Please rate us on iTunes. That helps us get discovered by other people, particularly now that we're at a very odd and infrequent podcasting publishing schedule. Mm. Um, We kind of lose that frequency and therefore bringing the community along with us. So, Mm. uh, yeah, we're kind of dropping off a little bit, but help us get out there. Mm. Talk to your friends. <laughs> Recommend us. Yeah. Um, but thanks for listening. Oh, goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and a loud bang mm. from somewhere.